Vision Church, how we doing today? 14 people are doing good here. Just, it's, we're warming up, it's cold outside. Again, I got Pastor Tyler uh, with me up here today. We're doing a, a question and answer session. We do these a couple times a, a year. Pastor Tyler is our lead pastor of ministry here. And uh, let's give it up for Pastor Tyler. I thought you'd maybe clap for him there. Yeah, thank, oh, thank you. you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's hard for me not to get straight into like A-team party mode, you know what yeah, I mean? If you've been to the A-team party, uh, he's, uh, we do a little stand-up and he's, uh, oh, we uh, affectionately call him Tiggins, he stands back here, I just make fun of him for 30 minutes, and so. I'm just um, the doormat of the A-team party. You really, what are. I am. You yeah. really are. Hey, a couple of things before we get started. Uh, today, uh, our priority seating, our free priority seating uh, tickets go on sale, uh, or able to be RSVP'd for uh, across all of our locations for our Christmas Eve services. And and so make sure you are doing that uh, like now if you want to go to the services that you want to, to go to. All of our uh, locations will have services on Christmas Eve. Then at Winter Park, we'll have a service on Thursday, a couple on Friday, and then all throughout the day. We'll have seven services here and then one uh, at every other location. Those, those primetime services will go fast. And so we'd love for you and your family uh, to, to make that a priority and go and get those if you want certain times on the 22nd, 23rd, or, or 24th. Great. I think that's all. That's all the business I had. So now it's Christmas it's up to, is coming. It's up to you and the uh, the people with the with questions. So yeah. Hey, we're gonna throw a number on the screens here uh, at Winter Park and all of our locations, even online. Uh, we want to ask you to to text in your questions. Uh, listen, none of these questions that we're gonna answer today are prescripted. It's really you control what happens in the next thirty two minutes here uh, at yeah, service. Yeah. If you don't so, like the service, blame yourself. Yeah. So one, one note I wanna ask is, uh, if you're here at Winter Park, text WP, then your question. Uh, if you're at Oviedo, OV, then your question. If you're at Sanford, SF, then your question. South, SO, then your question. Online, ON, and then your question. That's gonna help us make sure we're trying to include everybody here that we can. And next, uh, the next question I'm sure everybody's asking is, what kind of question should I text in? Uh, I mean, we can talk about doctrine, we could talk about theology, expansion seasons here, uh, I don't know, relationship advice, uh, cooking, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Cooking, we are, yeah. We are well-rounded individuals up here, yeah, this and so is we actually, love to we love This to is actually it. Pastor Tyler's personal number, and so yeah. if you ever need anything, 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week. That's not true. Yeah, That's yeah. not true, because <laughs> someone's going to text that. That's not true, but it is Parker's number, and so uh, take, care, take care of that. So... Uh, I, I want to give a couple of minutes here. Uh, one is our, our staff gets access to this Q&A flow every month at staff meeting. I, I think it's, it's probably great for me to just kind of take a moment and say, I think, Pastor Justin, this is one of your strengths, kind of filtering questions in the moment like this and just kind of going at it. And so our church gets to see that a couple times a year. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and I want to give a couple of minutes for some questions to kind of roll in here. So I'm going to do my best to kind of filter questions and, and add some really great content here. So that's going to be a, a good thing. Uh, but I wanted to ask, there's two things kind of seasonally as a church that we're in right now. And I think it'd be good just to spend a minute uh, talking about it. The first would be baptisms are coming up here uh, in just a couple of weeks on December 4th. Yep. And so I'd love to hear a little bit of, of baptism, why that's an important step and, and why yep. it's something that we celebrate six times a year here as a church. Yeah, baptism is, is a next step. It's not a, a part of the salvation experience, but it is, it is a follow-up. Uh, and, and baptism is very important because you are declaring publicly what God has done personally. We say all the time at Action Church that your, your faith is a personal 
surrender and decision, but it should never be private. Like we're supposed to live out our faith, go into the world. I think one of the first steps is to make a public profession that I'm gonna belong to a body of believers, the church, and I'm gonna make it public that God has changed something on the inside of me. I think it's a celebration. I think it's a statement. And I think it's also a step of accountability because you're, you're going in front of other people saying, God changed my life and I'm gonna live differently because of it. So I think there's so many different things that are uh, accomplished through the, uh, the faithful obedience to it, what we feel like is a, a biblical sacrament of a believer. You should get baptized. Pastor, do I have to get baptized to go to heaven? No, but, but why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. And so yeah. That, that it's not you have to, but you should yeah. want to make it public. Like I'm, I don't ever hide any relationship I'm proud of. Wow. And so like if you're proud of it, then, then go for it. Yeah. So. Great. Well, it's quiet in here today. Y'all got to, it's it's got to be better. Well, it's like, cold. It's just, it's no, cold. I just we just we have to do a little bit better in here, especially it, the stadium here. It was a tough. It was it's a really tough foggy. Day. Is that what it is? You can't see us. Like I think we have a hazer that's broken in here. Yeah, it's water based. You're not gonna die. You're gonna be okay. It, it was a tough day for football teams, it was depending a tough on day. who you root for, too. Oh. So I mean, you know, too soon. I, I get too it, soon. but we got to address it. We got to talk soon. about it. Winter Park has a question here that I do okay. think ties into something seasonally we're in. We're in expansion season right now. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, you talked about. Uh, potentially doing Christian school, daycares, and action. So Winter Park just wants to kind of know the plans for that, and I think that ties nicely into expansion season. Yeah, um, we've been laying out, if you were here uh, uh, here today and gone tomorrow, uh, series, we've been laying out some vision at our expansion night with our expansion team and our A-team uh, party celebration. Uh, all of those are available to everybody in the church, by the way. You just have to join the A-team or talk to a location pastor to be a part uh, of our expansion team. Um, but we've been talking about this, this idea of every season of our church, every location, everything that we've started, started with a, a vision or a dream, and then God brought opportunities, but we always had the margin in place to, to seize those opportunities. And we really feel like God's given us some, some new vision for uh, school. Uh, we believe one day we'll have a K-12 school, uh, training up the, the next generation of, of leaders with a Christian worldview and a sound biblical foundation, and, and so we have an, a dream and a vision, and before God gives us the opportunity, uh, whether it be land or buildings, I really believe we have to build some margin, and so we've been talking a lot about the margin we're gonna build in our personal lives, the margin we're gonna build in the church, and then we're also still very much believing and searching every single day, going under contract on multiple different properties over the past year, and then following through for different, for varying reasons, for uh, a permanent location for Oviedo as well. So the school and a permanent location for Oviedo are, are high high priorities. One thing I wanted to talk about here that I didn't talk about week one and two, as we're raising millions of dollars over the next few years for these projects, with our expansion team and what we call expansion corridors, uh, it is this past year the first time uh, in Action Church history we, we will allow uh, designated giving. If you know anything about how you can give, you can designate for future projects. If you say, I wanna, I wanna give, but I wanna give to the school or I wanna give to the Oviedo project, I don't want that to be invested anywhere else. That is something you can do through our expansion team and our expansion corridor. Say, I, I'm believing for that school, I wanna give X amount, you can designate that and then we will obviously be obligated both ethically, uh, our character, and legally to spend that uh, and invest that in the school. And so. Yeah, great. Well, enough softballs. Let's get down to a business here. That's why okay. we came here. Uh, there's a question here uh, that's asking, uh, how do you reconcile when you are just so sure you heard God's voice so clearly, but the following steps seem to have led you into something hurtful, like a leap of faith that led to a loss? What do you do mm. when you find yourself there? Wow. So the question would be, they felt like they heard God say to do something, and then it didn't work out. It, it led, to, led to hurtful circumstances. Okay. Uh, a couple different things. Maybe, maybe you didn't hear God. 
That'd be the obvious one. Maybe that wasn't God. Or maybe what God is trying to do is something internal and not external. So maybe, maybe you thought it was gonna look like this, but God needed you to walk through this so that you could go through that, be developed, be trained, be pruned, whatever it is. And then, and then it could look like what you thought it was going to look like. I think a lot of times God's answers aren't as different as we perceive them to be. They just look different, feel different, because he's playing a different game. Like, like, we're playing checkers and he's playing chess. Yeah. Like he's got, all the, he's got all of the pieces and we just have this very finite view of things. And so I would say maybe God's trying to do something in you before he does something through you type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this question ties into it as well. Another question is asking the difference between anxiety and then mm. the attacks of the enemy. How do I distinguish the, between the two? I'd have to get personal uh, at some personal follow-up questions, but I think that they are probably one and the same. I think, I think everything in our life we, is more spiritual than you think. Yep. Now, there's not a demon behind every door, and don't go throw out all your CDs or DVDs or <laughs> cut your, your subscriptions today. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, hey, oh my gosh, you're gonna let the enemy in. But I think mental health is definitely a thing. We talk about it, we've talk, yeah. done two different series. Yeah. But I think mental health is also closely associated, and I don't think we can ever figure out how much, but uh, it is a spiritual battle. Like, so anxiety, depression, all of those things, make no mistake about it, are physical or emotional conditions, uh, but they are tied to spiritually. We are in a war. We, we, we talk about that every week if with the, or every, uh, every year with Ephesians. Like, we are in a battle, and it is a spiritual battle. Yeah. And so I would say, if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, you need all of the approaches. Like you need a spiritual foundation. We have freedom, we have counseling, we have so many things. You need uh, spiritual warfare. Yeah. Then you need healthy relationships, maybe uh, peer relationships or, uh, or, or a counselor. And then you may need medication, maybe all of it. So I would say don't, don't just segment it or silo it as one battle. I would say you're probably gonna fight that battle on multiple fronts. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, I want you to put your uh, relationship hat on here because this is for people who are dating. Okay. Uh, how do you date someone who isn't as invested in their relationship with God as you are? They believe in God, but they don't necessarily want the principles of the Bible or they don't want to listen to them. Don't. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, great. <laughs> Just got to ask. Uh, yeah, no, to be, I don't want to be insensitive. Don't. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, on that same, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say yeah. anything else. Don't do it. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good idea. You can't. Yeah. It's you do not want to be with somebody who doesn't have the same values as you, especially when it comes to Christianity. You're gonna have kids, and then that's gonna be divided. You're gonna like all like if you have a choice, like get out now. Yeah, yeah. get out now. Don't yeah. get out now. Those are my two answers. Yeah. If you if you really are wrestling with that in here, we have some great. Uh, people, some great uh, marriage curriculum and dating stuff, and we have pastors. Yeah. Like that's, there is a follow-up conversation, but really, the, the, no kidding aside, you, you should run. Yeah, great. Well, this, this person's asking, why is Action Church trying to expand? Doesn't the world have enough churches? Wow. Um, no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I probably should be a little more. Let's do rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yes, yes. don't, <laughs> maybe. Um, no, if it, if, if our community tried to come to church today, like just, just 
a fraction of Orlando tried to come, the churches could not hold the people. So we cannot stop expanding. And I'm not saying that we should always expand or we shouldn't, it should always be action. We should plant churches. We should start uh, new churches. We should be reviving older churches. We should uh, be starting new locations. So I don't think that we are the answer or any church is the answer. I think the, the big C church, the local church is the answer. And so, yeah, we expand because people are dying and going to hell and our job is to tell them about it. And so, no, we will never like that. That actually is the whole point of the Great Commission. Like the, Jesus said, go. He didn't say like, go until it's, you got a few things going on and then just be complacent with it. He said, go. And yeah. so we go until we're no longer here and then we're, yeah. we're done. Yeah. So no, we will keep expanding, but that doesn't always look the same. Right now, we're expanding with new vision. We're expanding with uh, a new a permanent location. We're expanding our, our influence with hundreds and thousands of students over generations. And so it doesn't always look like a new location or another service time. Like there's always ways that we can grow. We grow out. We grow in depth. So I think yes, the every believer should be challenged to expand because that means you're reaching people. Yeah. And so. Um, what would you say to the person that is asking, um, how do I get active and effective again in my, in my relationship with God when I'm feeling that, like there's distance? I've walked away from it, but I'm trying to kind of reconnect with that, and I just I don't feel inside of me that there's a, there's a connection there to do that. Uh, just one step at a time. I mean, there's, just create some motion in your spiritual life. And I don't know what it is, if it's reading your Bible again, if it's praying, if it's coming to action steps, if it's serving at an outreach, if it's getting in a small group, but just, just start putting one foot in front of the other with some disciplines. And a lot of times when we, when we have our values and our disciplines, our feelings will follow. We're not always gonna feel like it. If you've ever been in a relationship with somebody, whether it be a marriage or your kids or your friends, it doesn't always feel awesome. But the choice to pursue and to keep pressing through that relationship always produces results if two healthy people are together. But with God, you always have a healthy counterpart. And if you don't feel it, maybe just start making some of the right decisions. So I would say, in Revelation it says, you've forsaken your first, go back to the things you did at first because you've forsaken your first love. So I would say, go back to a season where you were really close with God. For me, it would be more worship. If you're an intercessor, maybe more praying. If you're a scholar, maybe more reading. But go back to the things you did at first. Like, if you're trying to reinvent or reignite a relationship, you would go back and date again. Like, go back and do some things that got you excited about your relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's uh, keep it light again here. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, big, big, big discussion right now uh, at the Daily Household. Uh, the difference between dressing and stuffing. Dressing and stuffing. Dressing is my favorite. Dressing is a casserole that you bake. Stuffing is something that you put inside the turkey. And they're different, they taste different, and I don't really like stuffing, but I love dressing. Dressing's your favorite dish out of all the dishes. Dressing? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's not, and, and it's not even close. It's Thanksgiving, Tyler. Yeah. What's your favorite dish? I'm a big dessert guy, pecan pie. My mother-in-law makes the best oh, there is. Uh, wow. So, wow. yeah, it's just, it's easy. It's an easy answer. I don't like pecan so, pie. I uh, know. Yeah. We'll, we'll pray for you. Yeah. We'll pray for you. Uh, Sanford was, is, is asking, uh, the statement, God is in control, uh, how, how do you balance that statement with this principle and idea of free will? Wow. Yeah, spe speaking of yeah. Thanksgiving topics. Yeah. You really went from what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish to... <laughs> I got to keep you on your toes. To predestination election and free will. Um, 
Here's where I stand on it. I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. I went to a PCA, a Presbyterian Reformed High School, and then I was spirit-filled and gave my life back to Christ at Church of the Highlands. So I'm like somewhere between Presbyterian, Reformed, Baptist, Pentecostal. And so there's just a lot of stuff going on in here if you've ever noticed or you've been here for a a long time. (laughs) I do believe in free will. I think on on these doctrinal issues, and we're gonna get an email because you have, it's not a heaven or hell issue. It's it's not. There are two camps that have two great theological arguments with many scholars and hundreds of years and thousands of years of research that the line of where is free will and where is God's sovereignty. And here, here's where I am. When I, whenever there's a, a, a gray issue, not heaven or hell, whenever there's a gray issue, I pick the doctrine that helps me be a better Christian. Yep. And I just get more excited about reaching lost people if we're a little bit on the free will side versus the predestined or sovereignty side. Yep. If it's we're over here, that may, that, that may be great for somebody, but for me, this one gets me out of bed excited about helping people just a little bit more. But here's where, I, where we have to stay. God is God all by himself. And there is theological doctrinal beliefs that are biblical on the sovereignty of God. We have to be okay with whatever that line is. So if weigh free will, weigh God's sovereignty, we have to be okay that God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. Like God is in control, God is sovereign, and I, I don't question his character, I don't question how he does things, like he can be God all by himself, but. I just, I choose that we have a surrender, a free will. We are a part of the process. And I don't think anybody is educated enough to say they know exactly what's what on some of these these issues. I actually think that's a spiritual arrogance that's very, a very big turnoff, I think, to society and to believers and to non-believers. Like, I I think we're on a journey of getting closer to God, of spiritual maturity. And we are always seeking out, as Paul said, the mysteries of Scripture. Like, what does God actually mean here? I think that's some of the beauty of the relationship is that we, we have to be uh, just super black and white on the, not, on the heaven or hell issues. But there's some of these fun conversations, like, can a person lose their salvation? Once saved, always saved, or can I lose it? Like, that's one, like, I, I got verses that really saying, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling, but then I, we got verses saying, like, once Jesus is here, like, today you'll be with me in paradise. Like, there's, there's so many different doctrinal stances that we could take. So yeah. hopefully that helped you, or probably didn't help you at all, because you're, just go love Jesus. Yeah. How do you, how do you determine heaven and hell issues versus just issues that were fun to talk about at Starbucks over coffee? Well, this is one. Like, like this, is, this, is, this would be one. Uh, once saved, always saved uh, would be another one, really, really fun. Like uh, cre- creation would be really fun. But those, those, if you land on one side or the other when it comes to election or free will, if you're Calvinist or Arminian, like that's not keeping you out of heaven. Like, is Jesus the son of God? Did you surrender your life to him? Do you believe in the Trinity? Do you believe in, that God created? Like, there are some foundational Christian principles. Like, God is a creator. Like, we have to believe. Like, that's a, that's a big thing, that God created the heavens and the earth. The Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's a, we cannot disagree that there's not, it's not a triune being. They don't, they're not all equally God. We cannot disagree that Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died a sinner's death, and was raised to new life. We cannot disagree that he's the only way to heaven. Like we cannot disagree that you and I are fallen, that we are sinful, 
that without God, we could never be reconciled to God, that Jesus was the bridge that got unholy people connected to a holy God. Like we can't disagree on that. Those are heaven or hell issues. If you miss those, you miss the whole point. But there's a ton of stuff in there that's just great conversations. And I just, I think, I just, this is just, this is a person, this is a Justin Daly opinion. I believe God put some of those in there just so that we would study and wrestle and like, I really think we're gonna get there and be like, yeah, you liked how I kind of put two different thoughts here? Yeah, I just wanna see you guys talk about it for thousands of years. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say to the person um, that's having a hard time accepting God's love in their life because they're having a hard time accepting and loving themselves? Mm. Um. I think I'd need more context. Um, that sounds like you're in a heavy, a heavy season. But um, I would say it's backwards. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think you need to love yourself first. I think you need to fall in love with God and let him, him heal you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know your situation, but it sounds like there's some, some broken pieces, maybe uh, some, some hurt, some trauma, some, some grief. I think you need to let God heal you. And then out of the you falling in love with God in that close relationship, I think that you'll be, become a, a new person that maybe even looks different, thinks different, talks different than now. So I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an anti-love yourself person. Like that's not what I'm saying because I do think you have to have a, a great uh, or a healthy view of yourself. But I think that comes from a healthy relationship with God, not from a look in the mirror and have some self-help stuff, which is all helpful. But I think that's off of a foundation of seeing yourself how God sees you first, and then you can build some of the, the practical tools to maybe walk that out. Yeah. A couple heavy ones today, yeah. Uh, just if you're in here and ask these questions, we have a prayer team at the front of every, uh, uh, of every uh, auditorium. We've got small group leaders in the lobby. We've got connection. We've got all sorts of connection points. Like if you're asking those type of questions, like don't wrestle with that alone. Like I, I, can't, I can't get in your situation and give you all the answers. We have resources. We have freedom. We have count. Like if you're wrestling with some mental health stuff or just some sadness or being overwhelmed, like please don't leave our, our auditoriums today without connecting yeah, with somebody. Right, right. Uh, is it okay to serve at more than one church? Oh, man. <laughs> no. Here's my question to you. It's not wrong. Right. It's just not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So can a plant be planted in two different soils or two different pots? No, it's got a root system in one place. Like you're called to plant your roots in a healthy, Bible-believing local church and then build your life in that local body of believers. Yeah. If you're bouncing around to multiple places, there's no accountability. That's what the church, 66% of the church's job is to hold you crazy people accountable. <laughs> but seriously, Paul writes to Timothy, correct, rebuke, and exhort. Yep. Only 33% of that's encouraging. And you're like, that's why you preach that way. Yeah, it's biblical. <laughs> so if you're planted in multiple places or you're not planted on a team or a group, you're just in and out, you're missing the body of believers in which we're supposed to be refined in and doing life with. And so, so no, you, I'm not saying you can't. Is it sinful? No. Are you gonna get a smaller house in heaven? No. But are you going to grow the way that you should be growing if you're planted in multiple places? You're not. Yeah. And most people that are going to multiple places are just going to feed some sort of selfish desire. Like, I like the way this one, this place preaches and I like the worship here and I like this here. And that just come, becomes very 
much of a consumer very quickly. And so um, you're called to give your life to Jesus and then be a part of a local body of believers serving the kingdom and doing life together. It's not supposed to be, what can I get? Once you actually get Jesus, it's supposed to be, what can I give? Amen. And so you, I think you do that in building. So to wrap it up, no, it's not wrong or sinful. I just don't think for most people, like 99% of people, it's the best way to be part of healthy spiritual formation. Yeah. This, this person's asking, I, I think, a pretty profound uh, question here. They said, hey, I've, I've accomplished what I thought I was meant to accomplish, but I'm, I'm feeling like I've accomplished all that I'm supposed to do, but I'm still feeling like this discontentment inside of me. How do I discover purpose in the path that God wants me to be on? Sounds like somebody's extremely successful in, in the world uh, in accomplishments, but they're still wrestling internally with what, is it, what does it even matter? What is it all for? Yeah, that's a great, if that, if that is the question, it, it really, out, outside of our eternal investment, nothing else really does matter. Yeah. I mean, it really, like we are spiritual beings having a temporary human experience. And I'm actually gonna talk about this in a couple of weeks. Like later is longer. Like we should be living for eternity. Like we're, we're, the, the, the blip we are on the radar screen of eternity in this life, if, if we actually grasp that, we would spend our lives much differently. Like we would spend our resources and our time much differently if we had a proper view of eternity. And so I would say the void could be that, yeah, what you, what, what you have done or what we do outside of eternity really will never fill that void of fulfillment. I mean, we talk to people all the time and you and I have seen it, whether it be mission trips, whether it be serving here at church, like when you go and thank somebody for helping, they're like, this is the best part of my week. Like it, there is something inside of us that, that, that needs, there's a void that you'll never fill until you live a life helping others. Yeah. And so what are you doing to actually help others? I think that's, that will begin to fill that, that void. What practically would be like a, a first step so discovering some of that stuff, right? Like that, you just mapped out a whole journey that's exciting and true, but what would be like today the first step? Find a church to get plugged into. If it's here, it's action steps. You're gonna find out, in two weeks, you're gonna find out about us and about you. You're gonna find out who we are, where we're going, and then you're gonna take some gifts tests and figure out where you could, could start. Now, they don't answer everything. It's not like you don't take that test and then be like, oh my gosh, here's the five-point plan to fulfillment that God wrote for me. No, you just get an idea of what could be next. These are some things of why, why you're wired the way you're wired and some gifts that may be on the inside of you that yeah. you need to invest in the kingdom. Yeah, great. Uh, I think we've got time for maybe two more. Sure. Two more. Uh, first one here is uh, let's, uh, let's go with one more that's, that's theological and then we'll end on one that's a little bit light. Sound, okay. sound like a plan? Great. Uh, so here's the first one. Uh, this one's saying, how do I deal with feeling overworked or burnout as a, as a believer? Wow. Um, these are really great questions. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're all really, uh, really practical and um, they feel personal. Like they feel like, a, it's not just like a generic, like what do you think about Matthew 7? I feel like people are really wrestling with this stuff. So yeah. um, uh, I would say, we talked about this a little bit with, with rest it's hard, it's hard to burn out on something you were called to do. Yep. So I would say there's a couple different things happening. Maybe you're new and you're eager because new Christians are, you can always spot a new Christian. You know what I mean? Like you're like, I'm here, I'm serving this week. I'm on this team and I'm on this team and I'm on this outreach. Are you gonna be at that small group? No, there's seven things this week. Like calm down. Like 
You know, you've all seen them. They're at, they're at four groups. They're at three services, the same service. Yep. Like, no, like maybe you're just doing too much. Maybe you're doing the wrong thing. Maybe your, your, your passion is to, to serve, but you're in the wrong spot. Um, or maybe you just need a week off. I think the enemy's really good when we're tired of making us only see what we're walking through now and then exaggerating it. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm just so burnt out. Like, no, you need a nap and a snack and you need to come back next week. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm just gonna quit. No, you're not gonna quit, Tyler. Just go take a, couple, just go take a week off and then yeah. come back. Well, that happens about twice a year. Tyler tries yeah. to quit and then I say, Tyler, just take a day off. It's, We're all it's gonna the be pecan okay. pie, it helps, yeah, 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 it helps. Yeah, you're gonna be gone this week for Thanksgiving, we'll see you back in December, we're gonna be okay. No, but it is, it, it is a tool of the enemy. Either you're running too fast, you're running in the wrong direction, or, or you just need a little break. Um, but you, you can't stay in a season of tired and burnout when we're talking about the things of God and serving and the king, like there needs, something needs to shift. And so something's either wrong in here, in here, what you're doing, or you just need a little rest. It doesn't make sense. What I'm saying is that's not an excuse that holds weight very long because we were created to love God and love others and, and serve an eternal purpose. And so don't let the enemy keep you out of the game too long. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I wanna end on a, there's some two great ones just came in, but we, we don't have time to get to them uh, next time. Uh, favorite golf course is this person asking. I think I just want to end on a, on a light note here, get to know Pastor Justin a little bit here. You're a big golfer. Yep. I'm sure there's some golfers here. I'm not one of them, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I would say Smuggler's Cove, uh, but... Is that a putt-putt course? It's a putt-putt place. I have... Uh, golf just opened so many doors, so I, I've been all over the world. Uh, Royal Melbourne, um, Cypress Point, uh, Oakmont, uh, would be a, a few, Pebble Beach. Um, I've just been blessed to yeah. get to know a lot of Cape Kidnappers, New Zealand, a lot of uh, great men and women in uh, church and ministry that have invited me to play some great courses. So it's pretty great. Let's do one more spiritual one because I got to get, right. get to salvation after this. And I, golf makes me want to lose my salvation and I'm not really. Yeah, we got to get you back. That's good. Uh, I, actually, I actually love this question. Um, this person's asking best practices, best advice when it comes to leading your family in worship and devotional times. Wow, that's a great, yeah, I, love I would say, I would say make it fun, make it consistent, and keep it short. Because they're kids, and make the things of God attractive. Yep. And our action kids, we say we want to know that we love them, we believe in them, and the church can be fun. Like, God loves them. We believe church is fun. Like, with our kids, our middle school, our high school, our, our, uh, even our, our kids and, and action kids, like, make it something that's tangible for them and then make it attractive. Like, church should be attractive. The Bible should be attractive. And if you're having an hour and a half, like, session with your kids, they're bored. Like, you know what I mean? Be, be, just be fun and be consistent and then keep it, keep it simple. Yeah. So Love that. Yep. Love that. We done? We're done. All right, you're done. Get out of here. Um, I love doing these a couple times a year um, because I feel like it, it, it's a great representation of it, a couple different things. It lets us know what's going on in the church, like answering questions, answering questions that you're actually asking. And then two, I think it's good for us to, to be just not, 
not prepared, not, hey, we're gonna talk about this. Just have a couple times where we can just kind of minister to whatever God is doing in the room. And so if you ask those questions, I, I pray that, that we were able to help you. And if you have next steps, um, I really believe that uh, the church can be a part of that. I wanna close uh, this service like we do every service and offer salvation. And, and I want you to bow your heads right where you are, every head bowed, every eye closed, because I, I wanna talk to a couple different people. I, re I really feel this strongly. And we're gonna be a couple minutes over, but we're gonna be okay. There's, there was some heaviness in those questions, and, and I don't think I'm misreading it. I think that there is some anxiety and some depression. I think that there, there are some situations in this room that life does not look like you thought it would look. And you thought you trusted God and you thought that you took a step out and, and things just don't look and feel the way you thought. There's not just one person who asked the question, there's several of you that are struggling with, with loving yourself or forgiving yourself. You have made some mistakes, you have done some things or some things have been done to you that caused you to have a poor view of self. And I feel like today, on a question and answer weekend, the Holy Spirit brought you here because today is your day of healing. But that healing doesn't start anywhere but through a relationship with Jesus. I'm just here to tell you, you will never love yourself until you fall in love with Jesus and allow him to heal you. You will never really fight and get over that anxiety, that fear, that depression, that loss without a relationship with Jesus. It is the baseline. It is the foundation. It is the answer. And so I really believe there are several of you in this room and our other auditoriums that maybe ask those questions via text or you were asking them in your heart today and the answer that God brought you here to receive is a relationship with Jesus. And we talked about it earlier, Jesus living a perfect life, dying a sinner's death, being raised to new life, giving you mercy and grace, salvation, redemption, forgiveness, and victory comes to this relationship. Pastor, how do I receive it? You surrender. You surrender control. Confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord and his lordship gives him ownership, gives him control of your life. I'd love to give you that opportunity to start that relationship today. Or others of you, it is a recommitment. We talked about returning spiritual disciplines and doctrines, how do we get back in? You get back in by saying, God, I'm putting you first. I grew up a Christian but recommitted my life at 19 because my life did not look like I wanted it to look and I knew that at a certain point I had not made Jesus the focal point, the, the center, and so I gave him access to everything. Today's a day of recommitment for you. If that's you, here at Winter Park, Sanford, Oviedo, South Orlando, or Action Online. You say, Pastor, I wanna start a relationship with Jesus or I wanna recommit my life to him. Would you raise your hand right where you are and say, I need a relationship with Jesus today. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, several more in the stadium. Come on, Sanford and Oviedo, South. Right there where you're worshiping in your home. You can put your hands down. If you would... Pray this in your hearts, I pray it out loud. Say this, say, God, I love you. And God, I thank you for saving me. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm saved only by your grace. And today I am confessing with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart that you are the Lord. And God, I give you that place today, complete and total control. Have your way in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now, God, I pray for all of us, every single one of us this morning. God, I pray whatever we're walking through, whether it be a, a, a loss, a, a loss of a loved one, a relational loss, a, a season that looks different, a, an, an anxious season, a depressed season, we're, we're questioning some things, we're burned out, we're tired, we're weary. God, I pray this week that you would just give us some, some, some extra peace and rest, perspective, 
Holy Spirit, that you would comfort, that you would strengthen, that you would embolden, give faith, move in our, in our lives, heal and allow us to, to grow into the, the people you're calling us to be. We love you. We thank you for meeting us here this morning. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody at Action Church said amen. And amen, church, can we celebrate all the decisions that were just made? Come on, really celebrate. I'm so proud of you.